Welcome back to the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, where each week we take a look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County, Indiana such an amazing place. We've got not one, but two interviews this week. First off, the Franklin County Antique Machinery Show is this weekend, and we're checking in with Susan Van Meter. Hey friends, it's Rick Garrett with Franklin County, Indiana Tourism. Today we're at the Franklin County, Indiana Fairgrounds in Brookville, Indiana, and I'm here with Susan Van Meter. She is the president of the Franklin County Antique Machinery Club, and we're going to be talking about the Franklin County Antique Machinery Show that's coming up this weekend right here in Brookville, Indiana. Susan, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to join me today. I'm glad you came. I'll give you all the information I can. Well, very good. Well, first of all, tell me a little bit, just in general, about the Franklin County Antique Machinery Club. Okay, our club was formed in 1994 in a ki- somebody's kitchen. They sat around the kitchen table and talked about it. They had their first show in September of 1995. And this is our 28th year. And we have members from 17 different states as well as Canada and England. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. And I wonder if those folks that were sitting around uh, a kitchen table 25 plus years ago had any idea what this might turn into. I've been to this show. It is a huge show. Do you have any idea about how many people attend? We have roughly around 10,000 people a year that's come through our gates. That is amazing. And they're not just from Franklin County, Indiana. Since you have members from all over, they come from all over, don't they? Oh, yes. Like I said, 17 different uh, states and and two different countries. I mean, there's people from all over, all walks of life. That is amazing. So what is classified as antique machinery? Anything that's farm related. It doesn't have to be a tractor, anything. We have, it's machinery. It's not just a tractor club. Our logo is there's more than tractors on the hill. So that's basically what we have, anything farm related. I love that. And so I'm sure that this encompasses steam, gas, lots of different types of machinery as far as power goes, right? Oh yes, we have steam engines, hit and miss engines. We have a sawmill that runs from a steam engine. We have thrashing, corn shredding, bale, straw baling, uh, rock crushing. All this is done with either an antique tractor or a steam engine. That is amazing. And you give demonstrations, or they have demonstrations of that all weekend, is that right? Of those different crafts and arts? Oh, definitely, yes. And then we also have what they call the uh, Pioneer Village, where they make brooms and pottery, and they have a loom in there, plus all the demonstration field, where, like I said, the thrashing machines are going all the time. Well, Susan, let's talk a little bit about your personal history. What, what spurred your interest in antique machinery? Well, I was raised on a farm, and it's in my blood, and I'm still farming at my old age. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I don't know, I just like to, to, to help out the community and our club. It's just, I guess I just enjoy it. Well, that is awesome. Do you farm here in Franklin County, Indiana? We hobby farm. Uh-huh. I have, uh, we have like a, a few acres and I raise goats. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> wife and I absolutely love goats. So once the interview is over, we may talk goats for a little bit. So this is your 28th year. It's grown every year, I'm sure. 10,000-plus people coming through every weekend. In addition to uh, the demonstrations, uh, the Pioneer Village, I'll bet there's some pretty good food here, too, isn't there? Oh, yes. We have a variety of food. 
plus our vendor area. We have over 200 vendors and of everything you can imagine. Like I always say, if we don't, if we, you can't find it, we don't have it. I mean, it's just unbelievable, the vendor area. People come just for the vendors, a lot of them does. That is amazing. I am so excited about it. And I'm a big food guy. And for me, one of the best things about a festival is checking out all the different foods. Uh, and this sounds like this would be a very family-friendly, all-ages event. Oh, definitely, it is. We even have pedal tractor pulls for the kids. <laughs> and we have things for the kids. They have, uh, hand, they have uh, corn shellers. The kids can actually put the ear of corn in and shell it out themselves. So one of the vendors has those. We have a lot of things for kids. And they have, uh, also they have kid games on Saturday afternoon in the horse arena. So there's things for kids. That is awesome. So give me the dates. It's coming up this weekend, the dates of the Franklin County Antique Machinery Show. Yeah, September the 28th, 29th, 30th, and October the 1st, that's Sunday. That's right. And what is admission? $5 a person to get in under 13 is free. Oh my gosh, that is, <laughs> that is an amazing, um, I'm, I'm actually kind of speechless because, you know, you go to festivals, sometimes you pay 20 bucks to get in. Uh, $5 is incredibly reasonable. How do you keep prices so reasonable for an event like this? We try to keep it re at, a, at a reasonable cost so families can come. And a lot of our demonstrations, they, they, uh, they, they do it free. You know, you pay for a vendor spot, which, and we keep that reasonable. And, and a lot of things is just free. Like we have a tractor pull, and on uh, Thursday and Friday night, there's no additional charge for that. You pay your five dollars, you can get to see tractor pull. We have a horse pull on Saturday night. Same thing. You can go down and walk. And that the our grounds is full for the horse and uh, pony pull on Saturday night. Well, that is amazing. Five bucks get you into the Franklin County, Indiana Antique Machinery Show. That's September 28th, 29th, 30th, and October 1st at the Franklin County, Indiana Fairgrounds right here in Brookville, Indiana. Members from 17 states and three countries, people come from all over. If you've never been to one of these shows, please come out, uh, check it out. Susan, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to visit with me today. Joy, you're quite welcome and uh, thanks for coming. You're very welcome. For Franklin County Tourism, I'm Rick Garrett. As usual here in Franklin County, Indiana, we have many events going on any given weekend. One of the ones we're really looking forward to is a big stand-up comedy show this weekend featuring nationally touring comedian Dave Dugan, who's appeared on HBO, Dry Bar Comedy, all kinds of television and radio. Let's chat with Dave for a little bit. Hey friends, welcome back to the Experience Franklin County podcast. We're so excited this week to be bringing stand-up comedy back to Metamora, Indiana. It's moving down to the Metamora Opry Barn, a great venue. And I'm here today with Dave Dugan, comedian. Dave, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to meet with me. Well, uh, Rick, I'm glad to be talking with you and uh, and all your folks, your your many uh, fans here on the podcast that are going to go to that Metamora show this uh, this Saturday night. I don't know if they're going to go, but I'd like I'd like to I'd like them to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be missing something if they don't. It's going to be a, a great show. Dave, you've had a lot of appearances, uh, Comedy Central, HBO. You've got a brand new Dry Bar Comedy special out, correct? Yeah, that's uh, that's been going pretty good. And um, it's amazing how many uh, viewers those those things get. They must uh, do some really good marketing. But it's uh, they, they film them in Pro, Proval, Utah. And then uh, the whole platform is basically representing clean comedians. And they 
they uh they they do an incredible job i mean of all the i think tv appearances i've done they probably are, are at the top as far as their production values and everything but yeah it was fun it's called human cannonball but then they they changed the name uh they do that with a lot of specials evidently it has something to do with uh, uh and i hope i don't sound too hip when i say this rick but <laughs> algorithms algorithms and um and so then they they sometimes change the title of the show but i know you can find it if you put it human cannonball in my name uh you can still you can find the special that way as well it's on youtube too people can see it pretty easily actually with a couple different uh, paths there it's it's a great special i've actually seen it and and love it and you mentioned that it's clean comedy and uh i'm assuming that the show in metamora uh, saturday night is going to be a clean show boy i i hope so if i don't eat too much fudge before the show it's going to be clean i think rick <laughs> but sometimes you know the homemade fudge up there in metamora makes me snap a bit but uh yeah i th- think we should have a clean show and you know you're you're the guy that introduced me to metamora about 10 years ago and uh and i every time we went up there i mean it was just uh it was a blast it's just uh kind of a kind of a step back in the time up there it's really unique that uh I, th- I think i read it's the only canal town left in the united states is that right uh it's the the only working aqueduct left uh there you go that at, was at least that, that at least that um well let's talk a little bit uh, oh, just i love for the a minute. fun facts don't you uh, i love the fun facts Mm-hmm. Love the fun fact. Uh, let's talk just for a minute, Dave. How did you get started in stand-up comedy? Oh, gosh, that's uh, that's going back a ways now. But it was uh, Crackers Comedy Club was the first club that opened in Indianapolis. And I was uh, still doing radio at the time. But I had this uh, sort of this itch to get up on stage and, and try stand-up. So when they opened, I went on their open mic night. I think it was July. It was like, it's been, uh, this is my 41st year of stand-up. So it's it was a long time ago. I was nine at the time. Uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, they I was a very precocious nine-year-old. They call me the White Webster. Anyway, so I was uh, on the uh, stage at Crackers, hoping it would go well first time, and I just lucked out because it was a really forgiving, nice audience. And so I became their house comic for a year before I started going on the road and everything. Could have gone the other way, though. I've heard nightmares from very, very good comedians that their first time up was such a shell shocker, they just uh, didn't go back up. You know, uh, it looks easy, doesn't it? From the audience, doesn't it look so easy? (laughs) Yes, it does, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> and now to, after you do it for a while, like you and I have, I mean, it does feel easy to me. It's like the easiest part of the whole, you know, being a comedian is the actual getting up on stage and, and performing in front of people. The harder part is, you know, the things you do behind the scenes with booking the, you know, the booking the shows and getting the work and promoting it and all that. But, uh, you know, once you're on stage, I, it's a big release for me. I, that's probably how you feel, too. It is. It is. It's 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 like therapy, stand up therapy. Right. Mm-hmm. And you also have had a very long run on the very popular Bob and Tom show, uh, which is syndicated all over. And uh, you can <laughs> yeah. actually hear it in Metamore. How did you get started with those fellas? That started shortly after I uh, was working at uh, Crackers. Those guys came to town and came to a show at the comedy club one night tom i believe uh he's the one without the uh the baseball cap right right no i i know i don't know know. but uh but yeah tom uh said hey we're gonna go there was a club there was a music club nightclub that was around the corner and broader called the patio back then he goes we're going over the patio to hang out why don't you come with us and talk and he was you know it was stuff i I didn't know him yet so it was just their plans for their radio show and they were going to have a lot of comedians as guests and would i like to do that and that i shortly after that moved out to los angeles so it was a couple years before i came back did their show yeah when i headlined uh came back and did uh, crackers for the first time after being gone then 
and I was a guest on their show, and that continued for, uh, I guess, a few years that way. It sounds like I'm crying because I, I got, I, I breathed in something weird and from the air, some environmental here, and uh, but I'm not, I'm not a cry. I don't. You heard that? I'm not a crybaby. I hope you take note of that. And <clears throat> yeah, we did um, several of those where I'd come back and be on their show, and then when I moved back, then that's when all the character stuff started with them. When they, you know, we did some bits where we were reoccurring characters, and Tom would write a lot of bits that would be uh, in need of a, you know, like announcer or something like that, like these parodies of commercials and so forth. So yeah, for a while there, it was a real regular, like being there quite a, a few times. And now it's kind of evolved. The show's evolved and I still go in a few times a year, but that's about it. Awesome. So you mentioned your character work on Bob and Tom and that type of work has always fascinated me. What are, I'm sure our listeners would recognize some of the characters you did. Can you name some of them? What are you getting at, Garrett? You sticking me in the corner and make me answer stuff about characters? Well, I'll take the business end of a two-bite. That's one of them, if, if anybody's a longtime listener. The, the uh, character named uh, Bart McAllister. It was a Sid and Bart uh, kind of duo. A friend of mine was Sid and, and uh, and they still play these bits like they're some of them are have themes like, you know, Fourth of July and and uh, and Christmas time. They have all these bits that they've kind of archived that we did. We haven't done a new one for quite some time because the show's kind of gone a different direction from those days. But yeah, and, the, and the, that's one of the most that would be the most reoccurring character I was a part of. Yeah, a lot of fun, but just a complete dark side. It's it's not uh, we're talking about doing clean comedy, which I it's my usual uh, stage comedy, but that was kind of a different. Uh, he was a very politically incorrect guy. That's how to say that, right? Uh, the Bart character. So, but it was kind of fun. It was you know to, to to visit the dark side every now and then, be somebody different than than your actual personality. So yeah, I know that the character stuff was a lot of fun too. And it's on you know they would do an annual CD, so a lot of things ended up on the on their. Uh, on their CDs. I'll probably actually bring some of that uh, to Metamora. I might have a little uh, merchandise if anybody's interested. I'm never very uh, uh, comfortable being a, a hawker of my wares, so to speak. There's, uh, you know, some some live comedy that I would not be probably doing Metamora that uh, would be on that CD and then uh, as well as some Bob and Tom tracks and, and bits uh, that I was involved in. The ones I was involved in. Tom said it was okay when I when I put it on my CD. I and I I've got proof. I was wearing a wire when he said it. So <laughs> so yeah, I'll have that stuff. And uh, and mostly though, I'm just looking forward to. Oh, it's going to be great. Go. You know, you, you know, when I first started doing stand up comedy, our mutual friend Jim Burrows. I know you know Jim. Oh yeah. Um, gave me perhaps the best uh, advice I had ever gotten as a comedian, and that was if you can work clean. You can work anywhere, and I've developed a real appreciation for clean comedy, and I'm so glad that you're bringing that to Metamore. I'm going to put you on the spot just for <laughs> a minute, Dave. Okay. You do one of my favorite impressions of all time. Uh -oh. Can you do a little Walter Brennan for us? I can't wait to go to Metamore this Saturday. Sometimes I like to work the grist mill. <laughs> That was perfect. We find some saltwater taffy and a peanut. We shared the saltwater taffy with our with us with our helpers. Uh, that's probably enough, isn't it? That and, was uh, perfect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got you don't get a lot of call for uh, for Walter Brennan anymore, Rick. So thanks for uh, uh, having me do something I probably haven't done in a couple of years there. Well, uh, that shows my age. <laughs> that shows my age well, requesting Walter. No, Brennan. I mean, is there any? Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of these uh, character actors from the '60s and stuff. There's a lot of people, a lot of people younger than us that have been exposed to that now and realize how legendary they they are. And right. uh, plus, it's just kind of a funny, you know, voice. Even if you really don't know who Walter uh, Walter Brennan is, but yeah, he there. You don't have character actors like 
some of those folks that we used to, you know, watch in the old TV shows and movies. No, no, not at all. So the big stand-up comedy show this Saturday night in Metamora at the Opry Barn. Dave, is this your first time performing at an Opry? You know, it, it's not my first time at an Opry, but it's my first time at the Metamora uh, Opry Barn which I'm looking forward to uh, you and I, when we did previous shows and it's been a few years since uh, that's happened. So it'll be kind of fun to see the, the uh, folks up there again. And it's a great road trip. If somebody wants to uh, travel an hour, hour and a half to get there and enjoy the whole town for the afternoon. But first time there, you and I used to do some shows that were at the, uh, at the, the hotel and, uh, or the bed and breakfast, uh, yes. uh, and cat's place. So, which were a lot of fun as well. So, uh, but I just, you know, I very much look forward to it. By the way, I didn't, I, I did not know to the last minute that the podcast today, uh, is audio only. And I, I, I wore a shirt I really wanted to share, but, uh, that I got from Goodwill. I'm real proud of it, uh, uh, Rick, cause I, I, uh, I'm not ashamed that it's from Goodwill. I don't know if you ever buy anything from Goodwill, but this is like my, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite garments. 99% of my wardrobe comes from Goodwill or Rural King. Have you discovered the Rural King yet? No, I don't know that. Don't you, don't you have to buy smokes if you go in there? You do and chew and all kinds of good stuff like that, but they've got the best <laughs> jeans. They just last forever. <laughs> uh, I like the goodwill and uh and uh in fact uh I'm mentioning their name quite a bit, just hoping, you know, maybe I'll get a little discount on those uh used men's t shirts I got my eyes on. So awesome. uh yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> it is awesome. I want to mention our uh opener for Saturday night is Steve yes. Vandewater singer-songwriter who's traveling down from Noblesville, Indiana. Those of you that were at the singer-songwriter show a few weeks ago have already seen Steve. He's funny. He writes humorous songs. Sometimes he writes really dark songs. So you might have to bring the crowd back yeah. on one of those dark murder ballads. Okay, well, that sounds good. Maybe I, maybe I will have to do the dark side Barton McAllister voice after, that Steve, would be uh, great. after Steve performs. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I really look forward to it. Every time you and I went to Metamore, it was just, uh, it was just a really fun night. They have some very, uh, really down to earth, great people there. And uh, that, like I said, I hope a lot of folks come from wherever too to see the, the show there at the, uh, at the Opry Barn and I think uh, I think things should be okay. I have I think I'm going to go early because I do like that homemade fudge. And uh, I can't remember. Do you pan for gold in Metamora? Do they have something like that? Uh, they have gem mining. You can you can mine for Gem. gems. Oh, okay. Well, that's that'd be. I like to I like to get the whole. I like to get everything coming to me. You know, all the amenities and um, so yeah. As long as I don't uh, overdo the uh, fudge, because I, I I do get the. I remember one. I remember one time you and I worked together. I went early, ate a whole bunch of fudge, and I had so much I could hardly make a fist. I really, I really did a bad, uh, bad. No, I was about. But the only time that uh, that I uh, uh, had a worst experience with uh, overdoing something was uh, maybe you've done this before. I took a handful of pop rocks with, co and then and then I, uh, you know, drowned them down with some Coca Cola, and uh, that's a bad. That's I thought my head was going to blow clean off. That was a bad combo. So. <laughs> So if I don't overdo fudge, we're going to have fun doing the clean comedy. That's what I'm. That's where I'm going with this whole story. That's right. It's going to be a great time. And I want to clarify something I said. We're mining for gems, G-E-M, not gems, J-I-M. So anybody listening know what you're mining for? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't, yeah. Oh, that's illegal in most states, mining for a gem. <laughs> so uh, Metamora Opry Barn, Saturday night, Dave Dugan and Steve Vandewater. Uh, for this great comedy show, I will put a link to advanced tickets. You can get a little discount by buying advanced tickets from the Metamora Performing Arts website. 
Dave, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to visit. Rick, always a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope we get to do some more. I, I love doing the uh, the church show that we did earlier this year that you do on uh, like a Valentine's Day theme. I think it was this year, but that fundraiser is just one of the best ever, too. So always good oh, to work. Hope we get a chance to work together again before the year is out. Sounds good, Dave. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rick. And for Experience Franklin County, I'm Rick Garrett. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget you can check our website 24 hours a day, seven days a week for information on events, food, lodging, camping, and so much more. That website is www.franklincountyin.com. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Until next week, I'm Rick Garrett. We hope to see you experiencing Franklin County.